0: This is the second episode of in his eyes. This is the second episode of in his eyes. Glory hallelujah. And we started by helping you to understand that in his eyes is a series on spiritual perception, spiritual discernment, spiritual um yeah perception and discernment all right and it is so important because in a heritage year one of the ways that and i'm going to really purely teach this morning purely all right in the heritage year one of the ways that people are going to be robbed out of their inheritance is to not be able to perceive or to not be able to discern Another word for that is to not be able to know all that God has given to them in their heritage or all that belongs to them in their heritage. You know, this um, set of, of teachings should actually spark a dissatisfaction in your heart with fear, with worry, with anxiety. Or with anything or any situation at all that is not in your will. That is not in God's will for your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's meant to spark a holy dissatisfaction with anything that is not in the will of God for your life. All right? So um, in understanding and being able to receive all that is in the will, you've got to know. Glory, hallelujah. And one of the ways that the enemy, all right, cast shadows on people's inheritance is by getting them to be ignorant of all that is in the will or all that has been provided for them. You know, in this case, this kind of ignorance is not bliss. All right, this kind of ignorance will cost the believer grossly. It is not bliss to be ignorant of all that God has provided for you in Christ Jesus. This kind of ignorance is costly. It is not bliss. All right. So this series, in his eyes, is to bring you into the place of perception with regards to everything that Jesus has made available for you Everything that is in your inheritance. So we'll start this morning in the book of First Corinthians. It's going to be a very interesting teaching. And I want you to make eye contact with the word of God. First Corinthians chapter number two. 1 Corinthians chapter number two. And we'll be in verse 14. 1 Corinthians chapter number two. And we'll be in verse 14. If you've been following. You would know that we have been in this text for a bit. I still have other texts that pertains to, you know, the the heritage year, and I'm going to be entering them today, all right? But I want us to start with this one. It says, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he discern them, Because they are spiritually discerned. That word, know them, is to discern. Because they are spiritually discerned. So, we've been talking about spiritual discernment. We've been talking about spiritual perception. The natural man, a man who is natural, I'm going to explain what it means to be natural. All right? A man who is natural cannot receive the things of the spirit. All right? And the reason why he cannot receive the things of the Spirit is because they are foolishness to him. So when you are talking about, you know, the heritage year, or you're talking about being inheritance-minded, or you're talking about, in his eyes, spiritual perception and discernment, it sounds foolish to them. It doesn't make any sense. All right. And the reason why it doesn't make any sense is because it is not naturally discerned it is spiritually discerned. In other words, for you to discern it, you have to discern it spiritually. You cannot discern it naturally. You cannot know it naturally. You've got to discern it. This is very important, very interesting conversation we're having here. All right, so let's read again. It says, The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Glory to God forevermore. So if you look at this text and I'm teaching now, if you look at this text, you'll notice that what is being described here, please write this down. What is being described here is dimness in perception. All right? That the eyes are dim. The natural man has dimness in perception. All right? Now, dimness in perception is not of God. God doesn't want you to be dim in perception because if you, if you are dim, if, if your perception is dim, then your effulgence will be dim. So if you have a dimness in perception, you have a dimness in effulgence. In other words, your outlook on life, your outlook on your future, your outlook on your career your outlook on your business, your outlook on your academics, your outlook on everything, your marriage, your relationships, and everything that pertains to your life is going to be dim once there is a dimness in perception. So God doesn't want you to have a dimness in perception. Instead, he wants you to have a brightness in perception such that you are able to receive the things of the Spirit of God. Now, it is important to realize that the things of the Spirit of God are not found in the natural. In other words, a man of the senses, a man that is driven by logic, will not be able to receive the things of the Spirit of God because they are spiritually discerned. Now, please don't assume you know where I'm going. Make sure you wait until I land before you can say oh i know where pod is going with all of this so i want you to please take note of this the first thing i want you to take note of is that god doesn't want you to have dimness in your perception the other thing i want you to please pay attention to is that dimness in perception is a thing of the fall all right is a thing of the fall in other words dimness in perception is the result of the fall. You know, when Adam could no longer perceive, all right, he could no longer, you know, stay in the atmosphere that he used to stay in as a result of the fall. You know, dimness in perception is when a man does not realize that God still wants fellowship with you, even when you have made a mistake. And now you now begin to hide yourself like ada so he's hiding himself because his perception has become dim now listen to this, this is very important and I, I want you to really hear me when i say this with a dim perception there's no brightness in the person's future there's no brightness in the person's life god wants your life to be full of lights to be full of light, to be full of radiance he wants your face to be full of illumination, to be full of radiance, to be brilliant. Are you getting what I'm saying? He wants everyone to, that meets you, all right, all right, to meet a bright person, to meet a brilliant face. He doesn't want you to be rudy in your nature. He doesn't want you to be dull, of, of, you know, to be gloomy and to be sad. Glory, hallelujah. That's the reason why you're learning about your inheritance. Because heritage and gloom does not go together. Oh, the power of God is here. Heritage and gloom does not go together all right? Heritage and dullness in countenance don't go together. Knowing all that you have and all that has been given to you in Christ Jesus and dullness of the face, they don't go together. Are you getting what I'm saying? Knowing who you are in Christ and all that God has made available for you and being faint, they don't go together. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Knowing what God has given to you in Christ Jesus and hopelessness do not go together. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Knowing all that God has made available for you in Christ Jesus and, you know, being dim in your perception does not go together. So God does not want you to have dimness in perception. God doesn't want you to be faint. He doesn't want you to be hopeless. He doesn't want you to see but dimly. You know, there are people who see. They have sights, but dim sights. You know, they are, they are, they are, there's, always, there's always that gloom. You know, about... They, they see, but not not so much. They don't see any good coming out of it. They don't see any good coming out of their marriage. They don't see any good coming out of their business. They don't see any good coming out of their career. They don't see any good coming out of their relationships. They, don't, they, they, they see, but dimly... They don't see any good coming out of their ministry. You know, they serve in a department in church and they are gloomy about it. They don't see any good coming out of the worship team. You know, they don't see any, glo- any good coming out of the creative expression or any good coming out of the, of the cordial expression. They just think it's going to be same old, same old. Now, listen, God wants you to be filled with brightness. Hallelujah. Brightness in vision. Glory to God. Brightness in perception. Glory to God. Brightness concerning your heritage brightness concerning your inheritance is somebody hearing what I'm saying this morning so I want you to type here I want you to declare I am full of brightness I am full of effulgence I am full of brightness in the name of Jesus concerning everything in my life I am full of brightness in the name of the Lord Jesus oh glory hallelujah I want you to declare that I want you to prophesy to yourself lay your hands on your head And say, in the name of Jesus, I am full of brightness. I am full of effulgence. In the name of Jesus. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Now, let's look at Numbers chapter. I'll come back to this text. Let's look at Numbers chapter number 12. Numbers chapter number 12, from verse 7 to 8. Numbers chapter number 12, from verse 7 into 8. Now, look, I'm reading from the King James. I'll go back to the text that we started from, but I'm reading from the King James now. It says, my servant Moses, I've just been teaching for well over 12 minutes now, so please pay close attention. It says, my servant Moses is not so, who is faithful in all mine house. Look at verse, verse 8 now. It says, with him will I speak mouth to mouth, even apparently and not in dark speeches and the similitude of the lord shall shall he behold wherefore then were you not afraid to speak against my servant moses i want us to look at it in another translation so that it will make sense to you glory hallelujah let's look at it in the niv he says but this is not true with my servant moses he is faithful in all my house verse 8 with him i speak face to face in other words there is no dimness in perception with moses i speak face to face he says clearly and not in riddles he sees the form of the lord why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant moses listen to this listen to this because a lot of times people have the perception that God is difficult to know, difficult to understand, difficult to perceive. In fact, they think to themselves, you know, that, ah, this inheritance mindedness that POD is talking about, this heritage here, ah, is very difficult to, to relate with. It's very difficult to understand, you know, but look at this. This is under the old covenant. This was, this is Moses, who was the patriarch of the old covenant who was the conveyor of the Old Covenant. Now, if you look at the book of Hebrews, it will clearly, you know, put it to you that the Old Covenant was not God's plan, was not God's style. He had something better. Are you getting what I'm saying? But look at this. I mean, some people will say today that the zenith of their, of their spiritual development or spiritual relationship is that God will speak to them face to face. You know, that's the height. Of their spiritual development. Well, I hate to bust your bubble. That happened under the old covenant. Glory, hallelujah! Oh, the power of God is upon this. That happened under the old covenant. In the new covenant, the height of our of our of our actualization is not that God speaks to us face to face. Is that we are one with Him? Oh, glory to God! Is that we are one with Him? Moses could never boast of being one with the Lord. But brothers and sisters, you and I, hallelujah, we are one with him. But I'm just giving you, I'm just giving you, I'm taking you back to the law. I'm taking you under the law to see what was obtainable, all right, in the days of Moses. He says, "When with him I speak face to face, clearly, not in riddles. In other words, a dim perception of, of, you know, who God is. What he has done, what is in his eyes, what is in the wheel is not of God because Moses enjoyed a face to face communication. Moses enjoyed a clear communication, not in riddles, not in parables, but clear communication. You know, and of course, the last part of that text, you know, just simply God was simply saying, Look, he was talking to Miriam and Aaron. He said, I have this kind of relationship, Moses. I don't have this kind of relationship with you guys. And then you were you, you, you not afraid. You had the headphone tree to be confronting this guy that I talked to face to face. You, I talked to you, you know, by proxy, all right? But I talked to this man face to face, clearly, not in riddles. This is the provision of the law, under the law, the patriarch of the law, was able to hear God clearly, was able to see him in his eyes. I mean, how close... Alright, how much closer can a person be, alright, than to be right in your face? Are you getting what I'm saying? You know, you say maybe a couple are getting married, alright, and on the day of the wedding, you say, come close, come close. You know, take your first look in this person's eye closely, alright, come close. You, Nothing can be better when you are up close, alright, and you get what I'm saying? When you're up close, alright, you see everything. You know, I'm imagining Moses seeing what is in the Father's eyes. Up close and personal. Glory to God. God speaks clearly. Hallelujah. So Moses can perceive clearly. Moses can discern clearly. These were provisions of the old covenant. Brothers and sisters, in the new covenant, we have something better. Not only are we up close and personal, we have been joined. Glory to God. There's a joining that has taken place glory hallelujah but i i i share this scripture all right to give you the idea all right that god wants you to see and perceive clearly he wants you to see and perceive clearly what what is in his will Your life, he wants you to see and perceive clearly, he doesn't want you to guess. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Is God happy with me? Is he not happy with me? Is God punishing me? Is he not punishing me? Is God judging me? Is he not judging me? Is God condemning me? Is he not condemning me? You know, when people go in, in, you know, weighing different weights and balances like that you cannot have a steady consistent growing relationship and fellowship with jesus when these basic questions have not been answered in your heart now let me ask you a question so you think that moses had a clear face-to-face conversation with the lord because he was all perfect i mean he, he was all good he was a good man he had no sin he has no mistakes you know god is looking for perfect people to have face to face conversations with the answer is no you need to go check moses's history all right he didn't have it all together glory to god because this perception does not depend on your goodness the perception we are talking about your spiritual perception depends on the goodness of god depends on the grace of god i'm going ahead of myself perception does not depend on man's goodness spiritual perception depends on the grace of god i'm going ahead of myself but let's continue so i want you to write this down god wants you to see and perceive in the light of what is in his will for you god wants you to see and perceive in the light of what is in his will for you all right god wants you i want to repeat that again god wants you to see and perceive in the light of what is in his will for you in other words God wants your spiritual perception to be based on what is in his will for you not what you have done not what your past look like not what you know has happened to you in the past but what is in his will for you you know if your mind is fixed on where you have been in the past what has happened in your past in ministry, even me speaking to you, if I dwell my mind on what has happened in the past, what has happened, then there'll be no brightness at all. There'll be no effulgence at all. All right? You'll be full of gloom and darkness. Your face is going to be full of, you know, disappointment. There'll be dimness in sight. But you see, dimness in sight is not the will of God. God wants you to see clearly, and perceive in the light of what his will for you is now i want you to write this down spiritual perception is a grace gift i want you to write that down in fact i wish you could bolden it on all your i wish you could do a design and bolden it on all your statuses and bolden it everywhere spiritual perception and spiritual discernment is a grace gift In other words, if you are going to grow in perception, you will need to grow in the grace of God. Glory, hallelujah. Spiritual perception is a gift of God's grace. It's not a gift or it's not a reward for your good performance. Spiritual perception and discernment is a gift of God's grace. What this means is that if you're going to grow in spiritual perception, you would need to grow in the grace of God. You will need to grow in the revelation of the grace of God. Now let's go back to the text where we started from, and then I'll begin to show you some very nice stuff. So let's go back to First Corinthians, chapter number two and verse fourteen. First Corinthians, chapter number two, just follow me while walking this together and verse fourteen. Remember what I said. I said spiritual perception. Spiritual discernment is a grace gift. It's a gift of God's grace. It's not a reward for hard work. It's not a reward for persistence. Glory, hallelujah. You can persist from now till tomorrow. But if there is no grace of God that has been made available in Christ Jesus, then your persistence will take you nowhere. So spiritual perception is a gift of God's grace. Hallelujah. Now to grow in spiritual perception or discernment, You've got to go in the grace of God. Now, you see, what I have said is so powerful that you can be tempted to gloss over it. Now, I'm telling you, this is the reason why a lot of a lot of people are in trouble. You know, a lot of believers are in trouble because they isolate the provisions of God's grace from the grace of God. They isolate the provisions of grace from the grace of God. You see, there is the grace of God. And there is the provisions of grace. You know, there is the gifts that the grace of God has brought. Grace is a gift that has brought us the gifts of the Spirit. But now many times people isolate the gifts of grace from the provision of grace. And if you do that, you have, you have signed up for a life of labor, for a life of toiling, for a life of dissatisfaction, for a life of ups and downs because it is the grace of God that has produced the gifts of grace so when you know the grace of God you will know that everything that that has come as a result of redemption is a grace gift glory hallelujah it's a grace gift so you enjoy the gifts of grace by growing in the revelation of God's grace oh glory hallelujah I say you enjoy the gifts of grace by growing in the revelation of the grace of God. What a reality! Glory to God. First Corinthians 2 and verse 14. Look at this. It says, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, because they are foolishness to him. Neither can he discern them because they are spiritually discerned. So if you read this scripture. What do you think the natural man is, what do you think is the first thing that the natural man is going to struggle to receive? Yeah, you guessed right, the grace of God. The natural man is going to struggle to receive the grace of God because the grace of God does not follow human logic. The grace of the... Now, listen, this is not a teaching on God's grace. I'm teaching you, listen, this is not a... And exegesis on the grace of God. No, 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 no. What I'm teaching you is the root of spiritual perception and discernment, the root of brightness in your life, the root of not having a dim, a dim, um, outlook, not having a dim, you know, look. The root of it is the understanding of the grace of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? So the natural man cannot receive the things of the spirit of god because they are foolishness to him now you guess right that grace the grace of god is foolishness to our human logic i guess what i'm saying the natural man does not have the spiritual perception or right to receive the grace of god now i want you to write this down if we're going to interpret this scripture it will sound like this The natural man cannot receive the the things of the Spirit. It means that the natural man does not have spiritual discernment. In other words, the natural man has no spiritual perception. In other words, the natural man is not properly oriented in spiritual time and place. Glory, hallelujah. He's not properly oriented in spiritual time and place. You know, in, in the natural... When you meet medical doctors, um, the way they know whether I, the, the, they gauge the consciousness level of a person. So, from when a person is in coma to when a person is actively conscious, they say they um, If a person is un- unconscious, maybe they ask him certain questions and he's not talking. you know he's not talking clearly and all of that. They say he's not properly oriented in time and place. In other words, doesn't know who, he, where he is. He doesn't know what time it is. All right, this is how they measure consciousness. I get what I'm saying. To be properly oriented in time and place, to be able to, you know, act, act, you know, know what's going on in your environment and all of that. The man who is not conscious, all right, does is not properly oriented in time and place. Now you see, when we come to spiritual perception, the natural man is not properly oriented, all right, in spiritual time and place. I guess what i'm saying when you're talking spiritual things they are talking nonsense when you're talking you know heritage living they are talking struggling you know when you're talking what is in the will of god they are talking uh, what the economy is saying you know they can't just receive you know they can't just receive the things of the spirit you're saying oh things come to us by favor they're saying ah they, there you know you better get ready to walk your butts off i guess what i'm saying because this man is not properly oriented in spiritual time and place in other words we can say that this man is not properly oriented in heritage provision yeah he's not properly oriented he's not aware he's not properly oriented in what the heritage has provided glory hallelujah so he he he's not properly oriented do you understand now let's go back to that text i'm building something from here he says, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Now, I want you to read that same text in another translation. Let's read it first in the NIV. The NIV says, The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God. Isn't that amazing? The natural man does not accept it <laughs> in other words it is giving it is offered to him but because he's a natural person he doesn't accept it he does not accept the things that come from the spirit of god in other words this inheritance this heritage life and heritage living is given to this person but because they have chosen to follow the way of logic to follow the way of their thinking they don't receive it glory hallelujah but you and i We are not the natural man we receive the things of the spirit we accept the things of the spirit in other words for the natural man it is offered to them glory hallelujah it is offered to them you know spiritual perception is offered to them spiritual perception concerning the will of god is offered to them but they don't receive it why because they are natural men they only process things using human logic and human intelligence Oh, but thanks be to God, we've been delivered from that kind of living. Glory hallelujah. Let's look at it in another translation. Let's look at it in the ESV. Very interesting stuff here. Something is happening here. Glory hallelujah. You know, if you look at it in, in fact, let's go to the NLT. I'm just trying to get my scriptures. If you look at it in the NLT, you see what it talks about again. But let me let me use the scriptures you know that I have here. You know, let's use the Amplified Classic, for example. It says, but the natural man, non-spiritual man, does not accept or welcome or admit into his heart the gifts and the teachings and the revelations of the Spirit of God. The natural man, the non-spiritual man, does not accept. So, he doesn't accept. He doesn't welcome. He doesn't admit it into his heart. Now, listen to this. This is very important stuff he can hear it with his ear she can hear it with her ear but they don't admit it into their hearts you know what they admit into their heart the struggle culture the struggle life they hear about the inheritance they hear about the will of god they hear about what is in the will but they don't receive it into their hearts it doesn't enter into their hearts you know we've been teaching it since um since the close of 2023 You know, we've entered into 2024, been teaching it, teaching it, teaching it. You know, talking about being inheritance-minded. They hear it, but they don't welcome it. It's not welcome to them. They don't accept it. They don't admit it into their heart. Now, you see, that admission into your heart is so important. That you, you, you spend time, all right, to admit this heritage life into your heart. That you take the time, all right, to admit... The will into your heart. What is in the Father's will? You admit it into your heart. Are you getting what I'm saying? That sickness is not part of the will. You admit it into your heart. That failure is not part of the will. You admit it into your heart. So the Bible... Now, this is... You see... Can you see? This is the difference between a natural man and a spiritual man. That the natural man cannot admit the things of the Spirit into his heart. But if you were to ask any regular human, all right, what does it mean to be natural? Or what does it mean to be spiritual? They'll tell you, ah, to be spiritual means you don't wear earrings. To be spiritual means you don't wear makeup. To be spiritual means you don't, you don't you know, do all back. To be spiritual means you don't do this or you don't do that. But you see, that's not scripture's definition of what it means to be spiritually minded. All right, to be spiritually minded is to be able to receive the things of the Spirit of God. To be able to admit into your heart the things of the Spirit of God. Now, like I said, the one thing that people find it difficult to admit into their heart is the grace of God. It's the idea that God will relate with you from the standpoint of God's grace. All right, The natural man has no spiritual perception of grace you see because grace is of the spirit please write that down grace is of the spirit the natural man cannot receive that god has chosen to relate with him from the lenses of his gracious kindness the natural man cannot receive that i get what i'm saying This man considers it to be foolishness. Are you getting what I'm saying? The natural man has no spiritual perception. Alright? Because grace is of the spirit. Now listen. I'll, I'll explain what I just said. You know, many of you actually think that grace is natural. No. It is do good, get good. Do bad, get beat. That is natural. That's logical. That if you do good, you get good. If you do bad, you get beat. That's logical. That's natural. Now, when you talk about the grace of God, receiving the grace of God, there is nothing natural about it. Nothing natural about it. No wonder people are struggling with receiving the grace of God. In fact, no wonder people are struggling to give the grace of God to other people. Because there's nothing natural about it absolutely nothing natural about it the grace of god has no natural strength to it you understand because it's from start to finish great grace is spiritual and you've got to be spiritually minded to be able to receive the grace of god i get what i'm saying it's logically speaking it doesn't make no sense that god will relate with a man from a place of his gracious kindness it doesn't make any logical sense. So, from today, to receive the grace of God, stop trying to use your human logic or trying to use your human mind. It's not going to make sense to you. All right? You receive the grace of God with the Spirit, you receive the grace of God by the Spirit. Glory, hallelujah. If you approach the grace of God with a natural way of thinking, you're going to fail. Because nothing about the grace of God makes sense. I want you to write that down. Nothing about the grace of God makes sense. Glory, hallelujah. So, so it takes spiritual discernment to be able to enjoy grace. Woo! I said, it takes spiritual discernment for you to be able to enjoy the grace of God. It takes spiritual perception for you to be able to enjoy the grace of God. So, a natural man will consider the grace of God foolishness. Guess what? A natural man or woman will consider being gracious to other people as foolishness. Guess what? A natural man or woman will consider, you know, um, receiving graciousness from people as foolishness. In fact, they will think, are you not crazy? you know some people will say my mother did not give birth to a fool once beaten many times shy <laughs> but guess what grace is of the spirit glory hallelujah so listen to this i want you to write this down when it comes to spiritual perception and when it comes to spiritual discernment you must be able to perceive and discern in the light of his will i told you last week that it is god's will that is in his eyes Please write it down. The will is what is in the Father's eyes. God does not see anything that is outside his will. He doesn't see anything that is outside his will. Is somebody being blessed by this, this morning. God doesn't see anything that is outside his will. Glory, hallelujah. And the grace of God is the will of God. Glory to God forevermore. And it is out of the grace of God. Glory, hallelujah. That every other gift flows. That every other provision flows. So listen, and God sent me this morning specifically to speak with people who, I mean, you can, you can wear makeup on your face and try to have a bright face. You can look all bright and lovely, wear makeup and all of that. But God sent me to people whose eyes have been dim in perception. God sent me to people who have been carrying a long face for months now all right who have been carrying burdens in their hearts all right who, who have no effulgence in their lives because they've been living with burdens they've been living you know on the edge they've been living with yokes they've been living with heaviness they've been living like that and God says to announce to you hallelujah That that dimness in perception is as a result of being low on the revelation of God's grace. Glory, hallelujah. Now you are rising in the revelation of the grace of God. And you are coming out of that dimness. You are coming out of that dimness in perception. You are coming out of that dimness in, in understanding. You are coming out of that dim situation in the name of the Lord Jesus now let's continue. First Corinthians chapter number 1. First Corinthians chapter number 1. Glory to God. First Corinthians chapter number 1 and verse 18. First Corinthians chapter number 1 and verse 18. Look at what it says. he says for The preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. We are talking about things that the natural man cannot receive. The natural man cannot receive the things of the Spirit of God because they are spiritually discerned, and he cannot know them, he cannot receive them. All right. now look at this It says for the preaching of the cross which is the grace of God all right is foolishness to them that perish but unto us that are being saved it is the power of God all right it is the power of God the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing but to us it is the power of God glory hallelujah And one thing that takes the spirits to receive is the grace of God the grace of God takes the Holy Ghost to understand the grace of God takes the Holy Ghost to receive you cannot be a natural man and be able to receive the things of the Spirit the grace of God because they are foolishness to you they will be foolishness to the natural man but thanks be to God oh the origin of our perception hallelujah starts with the understanding of god's grace gifts oh glory hallelujah we perceive correctly the moment our eyes are fixed on god's grace gifts glory hallelujah our lives are filled with brightness the moment our eyes are fixed on god's grace gifts if god gave you the grace of god if god gave you jesus is the grace of God how much more will he how will he not give you all other things how will he not give you healing how will He not give you health glory hallelujah so we perceive in the light of grace we perceive spiritual things we perceive what is in the wheel I'm preaching so good this morning we perceive what is in the wheel in the light of God's grace How do I know I have a heritage life because of the grace of God? How do I know I live from my inheritance? How do I know that God has left a will for me because God is gracious and kind to me? Glory, hallelujah. So when we say that a person's perception is deemed, what we mean is that the person does not accept the provisions of redemption. When we say a person has a dim perception. When we say a person's face is not bright. When we say a person has a dim idea of what the future is. What we are saying is that the person does not accept the provisions of redemption. Now, if you remember the other scripture that we looked at, all right, They don't accept it because it does not make sense. But it was offered. It's been offered. But they don't accept it because it does not make sense. Same way you tell somebody, by this time tomorrow, God is making you a billionaire. They don't accept it. They don't admit it into their hearts. Let me tell you, I know you're getting many things from this teaching, all right, this morning. But per adventure you don't get anything from this teaching. And there's one thing you want to remember. Please remember that this heritage life and this heritage living must be admitted into your hearts i get what i'm saying it must be admitted into your hearts you must let go of your decision to struggle you must let go of your inclination towards labor you must let go of your inclination towards struggle and admit into your hearts that god wants you to live a heritage life that god wants has called you into a heritage year that God has brought you into heritage living. Let me tell you, even as this is the month of February, okay? And it's a love month all over the world. Even though many times people don't know what love is. Alright, I tell you that you must realize that family is part of your heritage in Christ. A healthy relationship is a heritage for you. It's not something you have to beg for. You guys what I'm saying? It's a heritage for you. Do you understand? It's part of God's will for your life. It's in the will. A healthy relationship. A healthy family. Gloria, Alleluia, a healthy career. A healthy business. A healthy ministry. You've got to admit into your heart. You know, some people, let me tell you what some people have admitted into their hearts. Ah, that for me, relationship is not for me. Oh, I always struggle when it comes to relationship. It's not for me. That's what you've admitted into your heart. Now, let me tell you. It is possible for a person to be spiritually minded in some areas of their lives and still be naturally minded in other areas of their life. Let me tell you, what does it mean to be natural? All right, Any aspect of your life that you do not allow the grace of God to flood, is that that's the natural aspect of your life. Any aspect of your life where you are not believing in the grace of God, it might be your health. So in your health, you're not believing that you're going to receive your healing by the grace of God in ways that do not make sense to the logical mind. You're not believing that that sickness is healable. Then in that area of your life, you are a natural man. For some people, it's in the area of their relationship. For other people, they have suffered hardship so much that in the area of their finances, they they find it difficult to believe the word of God. They find it difficult to accept That God is gracious and kind to them in the area of their finances. In that area, you are thinking logically. God does not want you to live your life thinking logically alone. Glory, hallelujah. There is a grace gift that has been made available for every area of your life. It's in the will for you to prosper. It's in the will... For you to be in health. It's in the wheel for you to experience speed and progress in the faith. It's in the wheel for you to experience the boldness that comes from righteousness. It's in the wheel for you to experience favor on all sides. It's in the wheel for you to experience growth and development. I say it's in the wheel for you to experience Peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. It's in the will for you to experience abundant provision. I say it's in the will for you to experience favor. For you to experience protection. For you to experience provision. For you to experience good things. It's in the will. You've got to come to the point where you admit into your heart that evil is not just permitted to happen to you. You know there are many people that just think that i can just be driving on the way and something bad will happen not you not you not you glory hallelujah glory hallelujah so god wants you to have a bright perception don't have a dim perception have a bright perception be clear about what's in the wheel moses was clear and even though he was under the old covenant he was speaking to god face to face Now you and I have something more than a face-to-face conversation. It's a join to join in to join in to join in. Glory, hallelujah. We have been joined to the Lord. We are one spirit with him. We are one breath, one life, one hope, one joy, one peace. Glory, hallelujah. Glory to God forevermore. Is somebody excited about what they're hearing this morning? Oh, glory to God forevermore. Ah, glory, hallelujah. Thank you, precious Holy Ghost. Now let's look at 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 16 as we try to proceed. Glory to God. 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 16. It says, For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him. Oh, I love this. He says, But we have the mind of Christ. Oh, Glory, hallelujah. It's a grace gift. It is a demonstration of the grace of God for you to have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. I perceive in the light of these truths. I discern in the light of these truths that I have the mind of Christ. Glory, hallelujah. I have the mind of Christ. Glory to God. I have the mind of Christ. Oh, glory, hallelujah. I do not have a dim perception because I have the mind of Christ. Oh, glory to God. Please, I want you to write this down. Please, write this down. God does not want you to be deemed in perception concerning the grace that he has made to abound towards you. I want to repeat that. God does not want you to be deemed in perception concerning the grace that he has made to abound towards you. I want to repeat that. God does not want you to be deemed in perception concerning his grace. That is abounding towards you. Glory, hallelujah. You know, some people can know that God is gracious to them, but they don't know that this grace abounds towards them. They they are not aware that they they know that God is gracious to them, but they don't know the degree to which the grace of God abounds towards them. To To be ignorant of the degree to which the grace of God abounds towards you. Is to show change yourself. The grace of God abounds towards me. The grace of God abounds. It's not in trickles. The grace of God is not offered to me in trickles. Oh, God is strengthening somebody's heart with this truth. God is strengthening somebody's spirit with this truth. God is strengthening you. Your heart has been weak for some days now. You have been struggling for some weeks now. But as you hear the word of God, I decree and declare. Let strength come to you, to your ankle bones, to your mind, to that weakness that is in your mind. Receive strength in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let it be a replacement of dimness, of hopelessness. Tonight, let it be a replacement. This morning, let it be a replacement of every hopelessness. Halekote na bi a toi mala copalia mille côtés à toi mande calia mande palia mangro si pare mare te copalia to na droite oh glory hallelujah i condemn every voice of hopelessness I condemn every voice of hopelessness. I condemn every voice of hopelessness right now. Every hopelessness that is in your eyes. I condemn those voices right now in the name of Jesus. And I replace those voices with faith. Glory, hallelujah. That spirit of depression turns you loose right now. There is brightness in your eyes. I see brightness in your eyes. The next time I see you, I'm going to see a bright and glorious eyes. Glory, hallelujah. I feel, br- I feel life in your voice. Every time I hear your voice, even if I read your message via chat, I feel life because you are alive. In the grace of god you are alive in the grace of god i command every deadness to disappear every feeling of hopelessness i command it to disappear let it be life let it be light let it be life let it be light let it be life let it be light in the name of jesus i'm speaking to some people specifically this morning glory hallelujah that hopelessness is gone glory to god romans 5 and verse 20 i gotta continue now romans chapter number 5 and verse 20 romans 5 and verse 20 how many of you are being blessed by this oh i'm having a great time right here romans 5 and verse 20 glory to god look at this It says moreover the law entered that the offense may abound But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. So it's not just that God is gracious to you. It is the abundance of grace. It is the abundance of his grace. God is not just gracious to you, but he is abundantly so. Do you hear what I'm saying? The natural man cannot perceive the grace of God because it does not appeal to human logic. I told you a few moments ago. The natural man does not receive the grace of God, cannot discern the grace of God, does not accept the grace of God, does not admit the grace of God into his heart, because it does not appeal to human logic what makes sense is that when you do good you get good you do bad you get beat you do worse you get killed (laughs) but the grace of god that the good that you do not deserve because of another man's obedience has come to you that's not something that makes sense so let me tell you you have to be spiritually minded to be able to participate in the grace of god you see the grace of god is not for the flesh The grace of god is not for human logic the grace of god is not for human reasoning you've got to be spiritually minded to be able to participate in the grace of god to be able to receive the grace of god glory hallelujah god's grace is not just coming to you in trickles it's coming to you in its in its multiplicity glory hallelujah so it is so important please write this down very important It is so important to perceive that God is dealing graciously with you because this is where every other provision of our heritage flows from. I want to repeat that. It is so important to perceive that God is dealing graciously with you because this is where every other provision of our heritage flows from. It flows from God's abounding grace all the provisions in the wheel flows from God's abounding grace so if you are not clear or if you are unable to perceive or if your eyes are deemed concerning the grace of God abounding towards you then you're going to struggle to receive everything that is in the heritage everything that is in the wheel you're going to struggle to receive so it's so important that you perceive that God is dealing graciously with you because this is where every other provision of our heritage flows from. You understand what I'm saying? Spiritual discernment begins with knowing that God is gracious and kind to you. Please write that down. Spiritual discernment, spiritual perception begins with knowing That God is gracious and kind to you. Otherwise, you are not properly oriented in time and place. I've been speaking now for 55 minutes. I know I'm timing myself. 55 minutes, 56 now. Alright? If you do not know how to discern that God is gracious and kind to you, then you are not properly oriented in time and place in spiritual time and place Gloria. i want everybody to say this god is gracious and kind to me i discern i perceive that god is gracious and kind to me hallelujah i perceive That God is gracious and kind to me. I perceive, I discern God's gracious kindness to me. I admit into my heart that God is dealing with me this year from a place of gracious kindness. I admit into my heart that heritage, my heritage is a grace gift. My discernment is a grace gift. My abilities are grace gifts. Glory to God. My creativity is a grace gift. Oh, glory to God. My abundance is a grace gift. I do not try to work for it. Growth is a grace gift. I receive by faith. Glory, hallelujah. I discern that God is gracious and kind to me. It's not enough to just say it. It's to admit it into your heart. God is gracious and kind to me. Glory to God forevermore ephesians 3 and verse 8 if you if you know very well you know that this is one of our scriptures for the year we have not been able to touch it all this while. well let me see if if i can touch it today ephesians chapter number three and verse eight and then as you're getting ready you go to second corinthians four and verse four you know i have some scriptures you know to just give to us now and then we'll take it up from there. Wherever, wherever, you know, we stop, we just stop. Okay? Ephesians 3 and verse 8. He says, Unto me, who, whom I am less than the least of all the saints, is this grace given, hey, that I should preach amongst the Gentiles. Look at this. The unsearchable riches of Christ. It's not a coincidence. That this grace is given, so that this man will preach the unsearchable riches of Christ. So, when you see the grace of God, the next thing you're going to discern is the unsearchable riches of Christ, not the unsearchable poverty of Christ. I'm saying the unsearchable riches of what is in the wheel, the unsearchable riches of your heritage the unsearchable riches of your inheritance the power of god is upon what i'm teaching you the unsearchable riches of your inheritance the unsearchable riches of christ glory hallelujah god hates poverty so much that he doesn't want to be called he he doesn't even want to be called the unsearchable poverty of christ you know you know sounds very bad It is the unsearchable riches of Christ. Glory, hallelujah, made available to you because of the grace of God. I'm able to discern, hallelujah, that the unsearchable riches of Christ, they are now mine. All of the heritage, all that is in the wheel, is mine because of the grace of God. This is spiritual perception and discernment. Let me tell you, without a proper orientation, of what spiritual perception and discernment is you're only going to use spiritual perception for negative things you're only going to use it to know who is in the village that is doing you who is in the you know somebody you know you're just going to use it for for the wrong things but this is gospel spiritual discernment (laughs) this is spiritual discernment you know many times people know all the witches in their village But they don't know what is in their inheritance. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? They know all the witches. They know the old man that is getting ready to kill them. But they have no flintest idea of what is in the inheritance. Glory, hallelujah. But thanks be to God, we have the unsearchable riches of Christ. We have access by the grace of God into the unsearchable riches of Christ. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. Oh, glory, hallelujah. Let me, let me try and go into other 2nd Corinthians. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus, chapter number 4 and verse 4. 2nd Corinthians 4 and verse 4. Look at this. I love this one. Hi, uh, I love this one. I love this one. I love this one. I love this one. Look at what it says. It says, In whom the God of this world has blinded their minds, it's become dim. He has blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the effulgence, the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. The God of this world has blinded their eyes, their perception has become dim. He has blinded their eyes. He says, Lest the light, the effulgence, of the glorious gospel listen let me tell you the gospel contains the reason why it is the gospel the reason why it is called the gospel is because it contains realities and revelation of what is in the wheel it is the gospel because there is a wheel a wheel to save hallelujah to bring you into redemption the father's will to heal the power of God is here the father's will to bless the father's will to prosper the father's will to forgive the father's will to abolish all sin and iniquity the father's will to not impute sin to your account the father's will to credit you with righteousness the father's will to give you righteousness as a gift it is the gospel because it contains realities and revelation of what is in the wheel for us. Well, you see, those who are naturally minded, the God of this world has blinded their eyes so that they don't admit the gospel into their hearts. And because they are not admitting the gospel into their hearts, the light of the gospel is not shining in their hearts. But thanks be to God. The light of the glorious gospel, the effulgence of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Is shining in our hearts oh glory to God in the light of the gospel there is clarity given. hallelujah there's clarity giving to what we have received by faith in the light of the gospel in the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ hallelujah there is brightness in our hearts we see clearly in the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ we know what we have been given by faith glory hallelujah glory hallelujah glory hallelujah glory hallelujah so if you cannot receive the grace of God freely the question is what light is shining in your hearts what light? what light is shining in your hearts glory hallelujah so you've got to be able all right to perceive to be able to discern that God is gracious and kind to you to be able to discern that there is the light of the gospel shining in your hearts. Oh, glory to God. Now, let's look at one last scripture. I have a lot to say. I have a few more scriptures, but let's look at one last one. Second Corinthians 2. 3. Second Corinthians chapter number 3. Second Corinthians chapter number 3. We'll go to verse 7 i love this one he says but if so there is there is a ministry of death the natural man can only receive the ministry of death he says but if the ministry of death written and engraved in stones was glorious all right so that the children of israel could not steadfastly look at the face of moses for the glory of his countenance which was to be done away in other words he was fading away when Moses was receiving the law, there was glory. His countenance changed. But that glory, scripture says, was fading away. Now look at this. This is where I'm going. It says, if that ministry of the law had glory, I mean, Moses spoke to God face to face, right? He says, how shall not the ministry of the Spirit be more glorious? Ooh, glory, Hallelujah. So how do we know that you are receiving the ministry of the Spirit? There is effulgence, the glorious ministry of the Spirit. How do we know that it is the ministry of the Spirit that you are receiving? There is effulgence, there is brightness, no dullness in your eyes, no dullness in your countenance, no dullness in your face every time we look at you your face will not be dull why the ministry of the spirit is at work you're allowing the ministry of the spirit it says how shall not the ministry of the spirit be rather glorious in other words be much more glorious so this effulgence is follow come with the ministry of the holy ghost is follow come with the ministry of the holy ghost now have you noticed something I'm closing on this note now. Have you noticed something that most of these conversations that we are having are in the book of Corinthians, the one we started with, let's go back to that one, the one we started with, this one that we just looked at, First Corinthians 214. Let's go back there. That's where we're closing. That's my last scripture for today. First Corinthians 214. It was my first. now it's the last. All right? He says, But the natural man received not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Now you ask yourself the question, why is Paul talking about the ministry of the Spirit? He's talking about, you know, receiving the things of the Spirit, spiritual perception, you know, he's talking about the natural man, not being able to receive the things of the Spirit, and all of that. And all of this is showing up in the Corinth conversation. It's because Corinthians... 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians was written to believers in Corinth. It was written to believers living in the city called Corinth. Now, to understand why Paul was talking like that, okay, to them was it, it, you need to realize that these believers were surrounded with secularism. Because the Corinthian city was a secularized city it was a city that thrived on logic it was a series a, a city that thrived on Greek mythology and all of those things alright so Paul was speaking to a highly polarized and secularized city in other words these guys were solar, surrounded with secularism they were surrounded with human logic They were surrounded with human thinking. And guess what? The other thing that is very interesting about the Corinthian um, city is that it was a rich city as well. So they were surrounded with secularism and they had some money to spend. They had some resource. Now, you know, one of the ways that you see the utter emptiness of some people is when they have money. I mean, you just see... The utter emptiness of some people, you know. In fact, in our culture, we've been trained, all right, to associate having money with having sense. You know, people think that the moment a person has some money, it means that they are smart. It means that they have sense. In fact, you know, the the bigger problem is that we've we've been trained to associate having money with spiritually sound you know that a person who has money must be spiritually sound there is no truth in that at all absolutely none zero zero you can be wealthy and have no spiritual balance and have no spiritual discernment and have no spiritual ability and have no affinity for spiritual things so paul was talking to a highly circular city he was talking to a highly polarized city and he was talking to a city that had money and then what was his message to them he said don't be natural man don't be a natural man who cannot receive the things of the spirit don't be a natural person who does not discern the things of the spirit is unable to perceive the things of the spirit have you not seen people with a lot of money but they have dimness of eyes you see because dimness dimness that your eyes your face is not filled with effulgence it's not something that money can solve money can buy makeup but money cannot buy the hope that is in christ jesus hallelujah which paul said is the anchor for our soul steadfast and sure I say money can buy merit, but money cannot buy the hope that is found in eternal salvation the hope that is found hallelujah in the finished work of Jesus that's why Paul said I know in whom I have believed and I am persuaded glory hallelujah i am persuaded that he is able glory hallelujah to this morning persuasion is coming to your heart hallelujah you are not driven by secularism you're not driven by polarity you're not driven hallelujah by logic glory to god you are able to receive the things of the spirit you have spiritual discernment glory hallelujah all of the provisions of redemption Actually flows from the provision of God's grace so provision of grace provisions of grace grace provided has led us to all of the inheritance that comes as a result of grace wherever you are I want you to lift up your voice and begin to declare my eyes are bright hallelujah I am not blinded hallelujah, I have spiritual perception. I have spiritual discernment. I know what is in the wheel for me. Glory, hallelujah, my eyes are not blind. The God of this world, secularism, has not blinded my eyes. I know what is in the wheel. I know what is in the wheel. I am able to receive the things of the Spirit. I am not a natural man. I am able to receive the grace of God. Hallelujah, I don't fight the grace of God. I admit into my heart the grace of God, that God is gracious and kind to me is the basis of brightness in my life is the basis of effulgence in my life oh there's brightness in my thoughts hallelujah i see what is in his eyes oh moses had a face to face i have a joining i've been joined to the lord i am one spirit one breath one hope one life one joy one peace i am not hopeless no i am not hopeless no there's no hopelessness in my eyes my perception is not deemed glory hallelujah my eyes are bright and ruddy. glory to God glory to God I want you to declare it declare it over yourself declare it over your mind declare it over your thoughts in the name of the Lord Jesus I am able to receive the things of the spirit I am able to receive the things of the spirit. Grace graces of the spirit so I'm able to receive the grace of God I perceive that God is gracious and kind to me Every good thing flows from the grace of God. Every provision flows from the grace of God. Every benefit flows from the grace of God. My sins are forgiven. God is not angry with me. Glory to God forevermore. Thank you, precious Holy Ghost. Thank you precious holy laga digabala to i say contain the autonomy Laga barra tonia Via Tonia Fatia, le kotima maswata, nazi po Tonya angita peatia deboré sotiata. ata, ziba Vita Davita vioteni mioto, eti so miata ble Tonya biotoniya, se bala 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 le gradega anzo brava diata legate bala pe Oh, glory, hallelujah! I pray for you in the name of Jesus that hope is restored to you, joy is restored to you through the teaching of the word. In the name of Jesus, there is no hopelessness in your life. I pray for you that your eyes are bright, your eyes are full of perception, full of discernment full of perception full of discernment you know what is in the wheel you know what is in the wheel glory hallelujah this year it's not gonna go like every other year you know what is in the wheel I pray for you in that place where you are hallelujah in that hopelessness that it seems I pray for you in that darkness that it seems that God's light is shining in your heart God's light is shining in your heart glory hallelujah there's light shining in your darkness there's light shining in your heart glory hallelujah from today Begin to discern in the light of God's grace. Begin to perceive in the light of the grace of God. Let your perception be awoken to the fact that God is gracious and kind to you. Begin to perceive in the light of God's grace. Whenever you think about your business... Your perception will be the grace of God. Your conclusion will be the grace of God. Whenever you think about your relationships, you will not have reasons to cry. Your, 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 your thoughts will not end in tears because you will remember that God is gracious and kind to you. Oh, glory, hallelujah. Every hopelessness, every hopeless situation, every hopeless person, under the sound of my voice, let it be a replacement right now Hallelujah from hopelessness be filled with hope that comes in redemption. Be filled with the hope that comes in redemption. Be filled with the hope that comes in righteousness. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, precious Holy Ghost. Thank you for engaging yourself in this school, the trust that your life has been gratified. If you'd like to share what Jesus is doing in your life through this ministry, please write to us at hello at You can visit our website at www.blueprintstories.org. You can also follow us on Facebook at The Blueprint Church and on Instagram at The Blueprint Church. Cheers.